This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi everyone, it's me, Jenna, and I love crabs. You might be wondering why I'm out of breath. You see, I don't do very well outside of water. My asthma acts up and my skin gets dry. I'm a little tired now, but since you're here, I might as well tell you the story of my life. I was born amongst the feet of giants. Me and all 5,734 of my brothers and sisters. We never got to meet our parents, but it was far from lonely. In the day, we made friends with the land walkers and made sure to avoid the surface. Too close, we might be scooped up by scaly long tails or the sky beast. At night, the darkness was always accompanied by blinking stars. I've always wondered what they taste like. As for food, we never went hungry. You can say we were well fed by tiny prawns, crabs, and sometimes hard colourful chips. That last one tastes divine. Though, after eating them, I still feel hungry and often sick. As time passed, the giants who once sheltered us walked away. Things were never the same after that. In the day, more of my siblings were taken by the sky beast, and at night, we no longer saw blinking stars. Good afternoon, this is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. The Life and Times of Jannah is a series of three interconnected animated marine educational videos which aims to spread awareness on the threats facing the tropical marine environment. Written, directed, produced, illustrated, animated and voiced by an all-local team, the series puts the viewer in the fins of Jannah who is a black-spotted snapper that spends portions of her life cycle in three tropical marine ecosystems, mangroves, seagrass beds and coral reefs. So today on the show, I'm going to catch up with animator Maxine Chu and also Tabitha Au, who's an environmental biologist and a voiceover talent for the production. She voiced the English production. I'm going to find out how they are working together with scientists to promote marine environment conservation. Welcome, ladies. How are you today? Hi, we're good, thanks. Hi, yes, good. <laughs> Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. So this is, um, you know, just a short, sweet video, seven minutes in three languages. Really, really lovely. I, I watched the English one, of course. Uh, let's get to, you know, I guess the start of it. What sort of inspired the idea to create an animation uh, tackling these topics? I think the main motivation was really to uh, create a video that could spread some awareness on, you know, marine issues and and in a in a more relatable way and something that's easy to digest. Um, I think the video was portrayed in a way that was fun and you know uh, easy to get get through the average listener. Mm-hmm. I think that was the main motivation to sort of uh, spread awareness on these sort of issues. Okay, so the team behind it, of course, uh, you're part of the team is the Reef States team, uh, Reef yes. Spawn as well, right? Maybe you can help like, explain a little bit about you know the team. Behind this animation, yeah, sure. Um, so I was part of a program called Respawn, uh, which uh, started last year, and um, essentially we we were selected to sort of be um, the voice for the marine environment and to sort of uh, basically learn a lot about 
uh, how we can protect the marine environment and how our voice matters. Um, I think we were exposed to what are the government issues or what are the key challenges in Malaysia uh, when it comes to marine conservation. And uh, as part of the program, uh, we we had to develop a video uh, to spread the awareness. And, and that's when I think the founder, Quack, uh, reached out to me and asked if I'd be open to uh, basically do the voiceover for the animation. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's how it, it started. And yeah, it was a really good process. And I think collaborating with Maxine and the other team, the other girls who were involved in the uh, in, uh, Malay and Chinese versions as well. And just making sure that, you know, we we, we de- developed the video, uh, the voiceovers in the same way uh, was quite a fun experience as well. Okay, lovely. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's lovely because, you know, it's such a short, simple one, but you tackle a lot in that uh, in that seven minutes, right, uh, covering those three uh, marine environments that I mentioned, let's let's talk about those marine habitats, right? And um, how did you guys sort of research and select uh, those marine habitats, and you know uh, that was actually featured in the animation? Yeah, I think we tried to depict uh, the main marine environments that a fish goes through, um, looking at the mangroves as well as the uh, more mi- marine di- biodiverse areas like reefs, um, and basically also illustrating um, what are the uh, environmental impacts or what are the human impacts uh, when it comes to all these different environments. And I think uh, we sort of take the uh, viewer through these different environments and how how human activities impact or change these environments for a fish. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that was that was the main uh, rationale behind selecting the different environments that we went through. Okay, but Tabitha, you know, you do have a background in environmental biology, right? So these are topics that interest you. Um, was it interesting to sort of like try and, and, I, and I'm going to use the word uh, simplify it, right? Because this is quite targeted to a younger audience. I don't know if I'm right in saying that. And it was that interesting, you know, taking all that knowledge that you have, you know, from from academics, from the academic yeah. side and, you know, making it um, so easily digestible, you know, for something that a child could understand. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely, I think when it comes to um, anything related to biology or the environment sometimes it has a tendency of becoming a little bit too technical mm. so I think with um, when I was going through the script as well it seems like okay you know we sort of have to make it a little bit more simple and make it something that other people can relate to and understand and I think removing all that technical jargon and you know making it relatable was was one of the key um, I would say one of the key targets of the of the marine awareness video. Okay. Yeah. And Maxine, for you, you know, do you have any sort of background in environmental studies at all? Or was this something like quite new to you, you know, I mean, as an animator, uh, this particular topic? Um, so I'm in purely like arts background. Sure. <laughs> so actually I got into this when Kwe was telling me, um, Kwe is a personal friend. So mm-hmm. he was telling me about this project and then I found that it's very interesting, you know, and he told me that he needed an animator. And then I was like telling him like, oh, why not we work together, you mm. know? And um, from there, I actually learned so much about this. I actually, I uh, wasn't, before this video, I wasn't aware that, you know, <laughs> there was like this kind of, uh, you know, interesting um, fish that can stay in three different kind of habitats. So, which is, it was very interesting. And actually, even before we started, we have to go through like, um, Novia, the illustrator, and I, because we had no background in <laughs> biomarine yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. So we had to sit down two hours, you know, with Edmund, one of the founders, you know, to learn from him. And then only from there, we managed to animate, illustrate, you know, to 
project it as uh, how they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that wasn't an easy process as well, isn't it? Translating all of that. Because um, like I said, you know, there's a lot of information there uh, and, and deep information there, which, you know, you've simplified and made it so um, appealing to the eye as well, isn't it? How was that sort of process for you as well? So the animation part was quite challenging for me uh, because uh, there were a lot of technical issues that I have to overcome, you know, because of the type of app that I'm using and the type of media that was uh, given to me, mm-hmm. you know, and because I wanted to challenge myself to try a new software, so <laughs> so I was bringing myself a little bit of extra trouble. But um, although it was very tedious um, throughout the whole way, like even my sister, the whole time when I was animating, she... She heard Tabitha's voice until she can memorize the, <laughs> you know, she could memorize the script and everything. She can hear her in her sleep, right? Like, yeah. hello, hello, you know. And then she was like, oh, can you stop this? But <laughs> it's, it's tedious, you know, I have to listen to it many hours. You know, I can memorize her voice or so already. But looking at the end result, it's it's totally worth it. Like, it's uh, it's not easy, but it's it's worth it. And I feel that it's a very good way to teach even young children Mm -hmm. you know especially like these kind of things we can share in school which is amazing younger children can understand as well because of the visuals and Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't take them away doesn't take their attention away because it's so it's quite captivative in my opinion yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Like, I I mean, I was glued to it for all seven minutes, right? Not distracted at all. And that's interesting, of course, right? I mean, how you're going to balance that sort of uh, artistic and also scientific aspects, right, of the animation. Like, how did you, like, maybe you can explain to our listeners how, you know, all of you came together to sort of um, incorporate all of that factual information and data into your animation without actually, I guess, you know, compromising uh, the narrative and also the emotional appeal of the of the story. Yeah, I think with um, putting in all these information together, I think the I think just focusing on the fact that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we want to reach uh, the general public and the mm. general uh, audience. And I think that was the main reason why uh, Quack and Edmund uh, looked at uh, developing it in three languages, because I think even before this, I think any sort of marine conservation type uh, content is usually in in the English language, yeah. and I think uh, with that in mind, you know, looking at developing it in three languages and making it um, appeal to a wider public was was always the the main focus. And I think um, I think taking through uh, the Jannah, the main character in this in this animation, uh, through the different environments, really just um, helps create awareness not only on the marine issues but also what are the different marine environments because I think. Um, a lot of the times, I, I don't think a lot of people are aware that mangroves are actually very biodiverse as well. Um, so yeah, I think balancing uh, between the technical information and that was that was with, with the motivation of appealing to a wider audience and always keeping that in mind when developing the script and mm-hmm. everything else as well. Yeah, and you know, also having that central character right, and following uh, through, uh, yeah, through her fins, right, as yeah. you guys say. And so, so and that's interesting, right? Because we go through um, these three different. Uh, um, marine environments uh, through the eyes or fins of a black-spotted snapper, right? A fish I've never actually thought about in my life, but really fascinating. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, I guess, you know, can you tell our listeners actually about what it is that we will see in those seven minutes? Okay, so in the seven minutes, um, the video starts off with a very cheerful uh, Jannah introducing themselves, uh, a little bit out of breath. Uh, and and that's when the whole story starts, where Jannah brings the, brings the viewer through the different environments. Environments. Uh, 
looking at the mangroves, the reefs, uh, and also uh, taking through uh, human activities that go through in these different environments. And we describe it in a way that is light and easy, um, things like, oh, there are giants uh, surrounding us, and oh, I don't know why I... When I eat this food, uh, my stomach hurts. So mm-hmm. those kind of things. And um, it basically illustrates the different human impacts, for example, uh, any sort of uh, development or any sort of uh, pollution to the marine environment and how that impacts Jannah as she goes through her life uh, uh, throughout the different marine environments. And that's basically the entire seven minutes. And I think it just shows that um, there are different human impacts in these different environments and what are, what are the impacts at a fish level mm-hmm. and what are, how that impacts the marine marine species. Yeah. I mean, I was very happy. I mean, uh, not to give too much away so that people do go and watch mm-hmm. it, but, you know, when you mentioned, you brought up the fact that, oh, the fish uh, had some food, but it gave them a stomach ache or made them bloated, right? And that's us silly humans feeding them, like, bread, isn't it? And things mm-hmm. that they're not supposed to eat, not part of their natural diet. Things we don't think about, right? We see fish, we're like, mm, let's feed them bread. Yeah. Not even thinking about the consequences and I'm sure this was quite uh, educational for you as well right Maxine uh, was, I mean how was that for you um, uh, because also besides the animation of course there is uh, text to explain things as well right how did you put that all together as well um, actually, I was mostly looking at the timing of the text and how it's delivered you know I was trying to when the text is being produced, I think if I'm not wrong by Quack and his team, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, when he sent it to me and then I was reading through and then um, my role was actually to make it uh, make it relatable. So actually, mm-hmm. um, basically telling him to cut it as short as you can. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite frustrating for him. Like, And then actually, I, I still remember like at the starting, you know, I was... Uh, testing out the voiceover, you know, with uh, Tabita and, you know, the two other, uh, Bella and Priyanka, the Bahasa and uh, Chinese. Uh, so they, they had to match everything together. And so the Chinese, uh, the Mandarin script and the English script and Bahasa script, like, should match in the same timing. So it's not easy for the script writers, you know, but... Uh, yeah, so so that was the process for me, like to to try to make it uh, relatable and short. Short, actually, seven minutes is like quite long in my opinion mm-hmm. as an animator. But we've already tried to cut it as short as we can, <laughs> you know. So uh, I can imagine. Yeah, so so it was a funny process, lah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But it's nice, isn't it, that you know. Um, uh, we're trying to use sort of like innovative methods, I guess, to enhance these messages uh, from the scientific community as well, right? And that's that's something that I think we can all aspire to. Uh, like you said, uh, Tabitha, you know, so much of jargon, so much of scientific uh, things. So to make it sort of like simplified so that anyone who, you know, it doesn't have to be a child, you know, um, anyone who has no knowledge of this can easily digest it. And what are your hopes actually, right, for uh, how do you hope that this, uh, this very short and sweet um, animation can actually motivate the viewers to, I guess, you know, take action or perhaps become stewards for the marine environment. Yeah, I think um, even being part of the Respawn program, I think that really inspired me to sort of take action as well uh, in my own life. So I hope that this video would be able to sort of Uh, make people aware of the issues within the marine environment and what you can do to make a difference. I think uh, it can be something as little as uh, switching out your plastic utensils for something a little bit more reusable just so that it doesn't end up in the marine environment or being aware of where your trash goes and Mm. stuff like that and reducing your uh, plastic consumption. So those sort of things, I hope that 
um, through watching this video, you sort of draw the link uh, between uh, the life of Jenna and how how our impacts as humans uh, impact the marine environment. Yeah. Yeah. And for you, Maxine, you know, um, what what are some things that maybe you took away, some lessons that you took away from, you know, watch from working on this uh, video? And what do you hope, you know, viewers will also take away? Yeah, so actually, um, because the videos, um, it shows the human impact on different types of uh, habitats, you know, and I feel from there, I actually learned that, okay, it's actually something that all of us can do. Mm. It's something very simple, right? Like, um, just like Tabita said, you know, you have to keep track of your let's say, one-time plastic use. And if you throw something, you know, um, check if you can recycle them and then um, think about where it ends up, you know. So, and then when you go to the coral habitat, you know, don't feed the fish, you know, because they're not meant to eat that kind of food. Um, yeah, so actually, I I mean, um, I'm a freelance animator. So actually, my day-to-day -day job, I'm actually a teacher. Okay. So seeing this kind of video that... Um, that we created together, it is something that I feel that I can actually share to my students, you know, and then um, and then they can also the school that I'm working at, they can also share it to all the younger children as well and get them to learn mm -hmm. because I mean the they are the future generation, right? And um, if they if they learn to you know be careful with plastic, and then the you know the future will have lesser plastic, I suppose, and. I feel that this video can actually reach out to a lot. You know, I'm hoping that it can reach out to a lot of schools, you know, where science, you know, in science lessons, the teachers can actually give the children exposure. Mm -hmm. And if every school manage, manages to adopt this, it will be very successful way to deliver, you know, the kind of information that we want to, to younger children. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that's my hope for it. Lah. Like, yeah. You know what I'm, and I'm sure you know all of those hopes can be achieved because you know in, in such a short time you've spoken about uh, different ecosystems. Number one, you've spoken about threats facing the ecosystems. You've also spoken about you know actions that we can take uh, as individuals to prevent this from happening. So there's mm -hmm. you know there's education, but there's also like practical advice, right, on how we can stop that. Yeah, would you agree with that? Yeah, 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 definitely. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the plans uh, moving forward? You know, with this animation, any other animations in the pipeline, or are you going to try and make uh, make this more well known to to, like say like 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 Maxine said other schools and things like that any plans like that I think it's uh I think that uh the we def we definitely have plans to sort of spread this and further utilize whatever we have developed um, as part of the program to further spread awareness. And I think there's a lot of potential uh, with this video. I think we we can consider other options. I think there are some local uh, film platforms for us to sort of like um, spread awareness on environmental issues. So those are things that we may consider as well. And I think um, perhaps if, if next time, I think if the committee decides to develop another respawn program, perhaps we can develop a different video. <laughs> okay, all right. Awesome. I forgot to ask you, how did you get into the mind of Jenna you know, when you were trying to be the voice of Jenna, right? How did you get into the mind of a fish? <laughs> I think that was pretty interesting because uh, I have a pretty uh, mellow voice or a very low voice. And I think the initial recording that I did was like very, very, very mundane and very like tired. <laughs> and then I remember uh, Quack and Maxine telling me like, you got to be cheerful. Like this is a cheerful character and uh, we're planning to appeal to a wider audience. Like you got to be a little bit more upbeat. And I think... Uh, 
I think that was quite a process as well, like learning how to do that and, and learning how to be a little fish uh, in a big environment and being excited in that environment. So I think uh, more more less about uh, getting into the mind of a fish, but more of being an excited little fish. <laughs> a, Exploring this beautiful world, right? Correct. Yeah. And I think um, talking about the different things, I think within the video, a lot of the times we, we talk about uh, the different things that are happening. Uh, and in my mind, I know those are human impacts, but in the video, Jenna is a little bit confused on what's happening. Mm. And I think uh, that was a bit different for me. I'm like, oh, okay, so we're presenting it in this way. So I think that was a little bit um, uh, unusual for me, uh, but something that I felt, felt like was needed in order to get to a wider audience. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, I do hope you know. Uh, and of course, you know, the video is available on uh, the uh, on the Reef Stakes YouTube channel and it's free for anyone to watch. Is it also, you know, if anybody would like to screen it to their kids or whatever, it's absolutely fine, isn't it? Yes, okay. that's correct. Excellent. All right. Um, well, thank you, ladies, uh, for joining me today. Any any uh, closing messages or, or parting messages that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I think the general message I have for um, those who are listening is that I think um, at the end of the day, I think it's good to know that we have uh, an impact to the environment and we have to be mindful of the actions that we take and how that impacts the marine environment. I think at the end of the day, um, we are interdependent and our, li- our life directly depends on the well-being of our, fam- our, our marine environment as well. And um, the little actions that you take today can definitely translate into a, a bigger impact. So, yeah, just be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Tabitha. And how about for you, Maxine? Um, as a, I think as someone who is from the art background, um, I I was actually very glad that I was able to be involved in this program actually to learn about, you know, to learn about the environment, you know, and actually to use my skills to share it to the public, you know. And I just want to say, like, um, it doesn't matter what kind of background you're from. It's actually not... Um, your skills are valuable, you know. You can always use your skills to contribute to things like this. And um, even if you don't have a specific skills, and just like Tobita said, everyone plays a role. And um, and if you're aware of the kind of role that you play, and it's actually not difficult, it's just a little change from every single person. And at the end, it will become something that's very big. Yeah. yeah, Ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. I was speaking to Maxine Chu, an animator, and Tabitha Ao, an environmental biologist, somebody, uh, the voiceover for Jenna, and also someone with a background in environmental biology. Uh, we were talking about The Life and Times of Jenna, which is a series of three interconnected animated marine educational videos. Again, if you'd like to watch the videos, it's available in uh, English, Bahasa, and Mandarin. Uh, just head to the Reef Stakes YouTube channel. All the information is there. And if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can all Always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash earth or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Hello again. Picking up from where I left off, my brothers and sisters were looking for a new home. Huddled together, we swam into deeper and deeper waters. And voila, there it was, nature's art gallery. Everywhere we looked, our eyes were met with a kaleidoscope of colours. Everything was magical. Here, we also met the two-tailed fish. They were very noisy and constantly tried to touch us. Some of them fed us yummy food. They didn't taste like my favourite crabs, 
but if I eat them too much, I'll be bloated for days. Not very nice. We didn't have earthquakes in the art gallery, but sometimes there was thunder when the sun was up. I would be so frightened and I would swim as fast as I could. That's what got me to where I am. Stuck. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.